Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Look, there's no real easy way to talk about this one. I'm really pissed off. I'm actually really pissed off. It hurts a lot. Is it just me or did it feel... felt slightly different this year. It felt like the FA Cup was... Just something that... I don't know. I really wanted to get it over the line. I've spoken about this before saying how, you know... We're often presented with that option of having either the uh, the Champions League or a cup competition, and yeah, it's arbitrary, and it? it's arbitrary when you start doing this kind of thing. But it just feels like the FA Cup was maybe more important for us. And I know people say the long term projections of the club and signing players. We need Champions League. I get all that, but just in the feels. Just really, really, really wanted us to do the FA Cup this year. And it kind of felt like, you know, that we, we had that opportunity. Yep, all right, Man United are still in it. Man City is still in it. So it's maybe somewhat fanciful to kind of act like it was there for the taking. Like, I, you know, I do see some people sort of speaking about it in that way. It's definitely not the case, but... It's just really fucking irritating to just see us capitulate again like that, you know, in in that competition. Um, I know it winds people up, but I couldn't care less about the about the uh, league cup. I saw United winning that the other day, and I was, I, you know, I, it mustered nothing in me. Seeing Leicester win the FA Cup a few years ago. You know, made me bitterly jealous. Um, I just, it's just mad the approach to that game, switching up the starting eleven. I, I, I could not care less what Sheffield United did. I don't care who they wrote because I've seen that already. Oh, Sheffield United rotate. I don't care. I really don't care. They're playing at home. It's the FA Cup. We all know that this stuff can happen. We've been in a good run of form. We've been playing football that... Mel... I'll read you his tweet. Good lad. Um, I tweeted, that starting 11, the fucking hubris. Um, And his reply was, not just six changes... Not just six changes in players but a change in the pattern of play from our three best recent performances, where Royal has acted as an inverted right-sided midfielder. 32 years on the trot of disrespecting the cup we had won more than anyone else the year before. Disgrace. It was a disgrace. It's just... I don't know. I don't really get what this is. Um... 
is it, you know, talk about DNA and all this shit. And it's times like this when I think, well, it's invalid because, as Mel says there, we were the team, we were the FA Cup team, you know? It was ours. And that was our DNA, winning the FA Cup, winning the UEFA Cup, Europa League. You see, I got caught between the two of those. Um, Now we win fuck all, so we can't say that's the DNA of the club. Is it a culture? Is that the problem? Where's that come from? Because it's been through successive managers now. Is it Enoch? Is it Levy? Is there this thought in the back of the players' minds that, oh well, we're not going to get replaced? I don't know. Sorry, I'm just having a drink because I'm really thirsty. For really low about that man lashing out you know lashing out looking for people to blame because um, there should be a post-mortem after that you know it, 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 when all is said and done we should be winning that game we all know we should be winning that game um, Sheffield United weren't even particularly good they're pretty organized defensively they were pretty organized but on an individual basis, there was nobody there that shone, I don't think. that um, Matey, who scored the goal for them, took it well. It was actually a pretty cracking goal. It was some horrific defending, but to give him his dues, it was it was a good goal. But, I don't know. I tweeted it in the first half that Lucas Moore had been our best player. And I think some people picked, like, that wasn't supposed to be a kind of yay, Lucas is great, you know, as some people picked up on, it's like, that's a sign that things are not going well. Because, and it, it, we were talking about this because in the pub, uh, I was just watching this with um, my mate, I won't name him, um, because I don't know if he's funny about that or not. Um, We're up in Manchester with work, basically and in the pub, um, somebody I work with. And we were sort of saying that, you know, you look at Lucas and it feels sometimes like he's one of the few players in this team that can actually advance the ball. He can carry it forwards pretty well and put the shits up the opposition team. But then he doesn't ever really do anything with the ball. And even that stuff aside, it does make you realise, like, you know, it's been a lot of managers different sort of places in his career where he's a clearly talented footballer who just isn't getting that kind of, he just can't really solidify a place in any first teams because he quite clearly is somebody that just is very hard to, if not impossible to coach. He just is that, you know, Harry Redknapp would have had a fucking fun time with him, you know, but he just runs around and, destroys any sense of structure or method. Um, and I mean, you know, I'm not really complaining about that so much at the moment because under Conte, it's it's just been horrible, you know. It's been really, really boring, stodgy, predictable football. Um, so Lucas kind of, you know, he, he does mix that up a bit, but 
Like the rest of them, man. Like, I don't know. It's... I'm just struggling for, like, things to say other than just I'm really quite upset about that and I'm really disappointed. I'm really annoyed that we're out. Um, has the draw been done yet? Let's have a look. See if the draw's been made. FA Cup. Draw. Ah, there you go. We would have had Blackburn Rovers at home. Um, it's just, I mean, to be fair, I'm still scarred from our fucking League Cup final against Blackburn Rovers, really. So, careful what you wish for, but that's really fucking annoying, isn't it? That's really fucking annoying. I mean, the cup isn't... Like I say, the cup is not there for the taking. City and United are both in it still. Brighton are still in it, you know. Um, it'd be nice if we could just fucking... Like I said previously, you know, even if you're just winning it for Kane and Son or something, like the Argentinians did for Messi, why can't the team just step up? You know, they must see all the fucking memes and all the shit. Fuck it, not even for Harry Kane or for anything, for themselves. For us, for the fans. Surely they see all this, the fact we're the fucking running joke. Like I say, you know, we watch this in a pub in Manchester, right? Pub is probably it's full of United fans, obviously some City fans, even a few West Ham fans in there. Um, and literally when Sheffield United score, all of them in unison, all... The whole pub erupted when Tottenham went behind. All of them together, cheering and just like loving it. We just, I don't know how, what we did to hurt everyone so much. But just this, this fucking shadow over the club now. Of never getting it over the line and just why can't we just fucking why can't we just turn up to these guys? And you knew the thing is, I didn't want to tweet this, but I was talking about this down the pub, saying, you know, 70 minutes, you know where this game's going. You know you could see Sheffield United growing in confidence. You could see it. And you could see our lot getting ever more frustrated and just running out of ideas and just that bit of urgency. That bit of urgency, that bit of pride or whatever it is to turn those kind of tricky moments into wins. You know, yeah, I know, I know this stuff happens in cup competitions. I get it. Magic of the FA Cup, the giant killings and all that type of stuff. But come on, this is a pattern of behaviour with the, with our team, with this football club, to just... To just fucking bottle it. I don't know. I'm just howling into the abyss on this one because I'm just really wound up. I'm really upset, really annoyed. Um... Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Fraser Forster didn't really have to do much today. Could he have done better for the goal? Yeah, I'm going to be harsh. Yeah, I think he could have done. Um, it was a well-taken goal. Blindsided him. I think there are a few defenders in the way, but still, I'd like to see the goalkeeper get down to that. Um, not much more to say on him other than that. Davinson Sanchez. I've said this multiple times on this podcast now. Can we just end this experiment? Can we please end this? Please, please get rid of him in summer. I can't. He's not even a. He's not even a squad player. He's not. You know, I've stuck up for Dyer and Davis. I, you know, even Tanganga. Even Tanganga. Honestly, honestly, I think even Tanganga has more value to the squad than Davinson Sanchez. I really do. Davinson Sanchez, just sell him. We could probably get 15 mil from him. You know, we spent something ludicrous on him. 46 million pounds, I think. Might be 46 million euros. I'm not sure. But it's around that amount of money. Just pitiful. I have no idea what he's doing half the time. He looked like a, after 50 seconds, 50 seconds, he was already on his ass making a sort of hash of a clearance. We've done this. We're not going to see anything new from him. We're just not. It's done. It's been done for a long time. Why are we still persisting with this? He's got to go. Like, I'm... Honestly, I never, ever want to see him in a Tottenham shirt again, ever. I just, and I hate feeling that way about players. I hate singling them out, singling them out in that way. But in a purely football, I'm you know, sure he's a lovely guy, whatever. In a purely footballing sense, he's just awful, woeful. We just can't, we can't do this anymore. Eric Dyer. Thought he was all right, but you know, he's conceded a goal against Sheffield United, so don't really fancy being that generous, you know. Below average, not great. Didn't support the midfield very well. Unimaginative with a lot of his sort of play going forwards. Just dirge, you know. Ben Davis. Disappointed to see him not playing left wing back again, if I'm being brutally honest. Um, but he did okay. I thought of the three of them, he was probably the best. Did all right, as he does. Pedro Porro, um, look, he's new to the club, new signing, £45 million signing, though. Um, I'd expect a bit more. You know, I know it's going to take him time to adapt. I understand this. 
Emerson Royale should be a lesson to lesson to the to the learned that he uh that you know players players' fortunes can change very quickly and then we've seen kind of the ability Pedro Porro possesses, but also I just haven't been that impressed, you know? Haven't been that impressed at all. Papa Matasar, I thought he was alright today. I thought he was good. What well, you know, I don't think he was his uh his his amazing self, but he was he was pretty solid and again, let's not lose sight of what he is. He's a, he's you know, he's a pretty young player. He has got experience. But he's still he's still pretty green, isn't he, let's be honest. Um so You can let him off for like not completely commanding a game, but I thought he was good, you know, good. Whatever. I'm, I'm, there's no conclusions to be had on Papa Matsata from this evening. He's way down on the list. Um, he's a, he's an incredibly exciting young footballer, and you know, games like tonight are ones that he can learn from. Hopefully, um, if he is going to be part of this new generation of Tottenham players when we get a few of these other older ones out the door, hopefully he can feel the pain of this loss and want to not have that happen again. Um, Pierre Mahoybier, I thought he was all right, but barring that huge, huge error that he luckily got away with in the first half, yeah, it was the first half, um, that header back into the you know that defensive sort of lapse and gave it into the the feet of that Sheffield United attacker who absolutely you know wasted the opportunity but it was awful you'd expect better from Hoybier now um, but overall a, a pretty good performance I thought him and Saar were were all right you know they worked hard it wasn't you know when I'm saying I'm saying it's good I'm saying like six out of ten you know. It wasn't amazing, but I thought they did their jobs and, you know, fine. Even Perisic, I hope he goes in summer. Soz, you know, it just gets in the way. Don't think he brings anything to the team. Post-World Cup, he's been even worse than pre-World Cup and he wasn't that good pre-World Cup. Um, he should have come off earlier. Ben, ben Davis should have been pushed up to left wing back. It's a waste of space. Honestly, waste of space in the team. Um, yeah, but he's had a great career. He's been a he's been a fantastic player, but he ain't at the moment. I've got no loyalty to him. He's a free transfer we made in summer. Um, you know, I don't care. No, he's he's not good. He doesn't bring me any joy to watch even Perisic play football for Tottenham. None whatsoever. Um, get him gone. But, you know. I'd, I'd happily never see him play for Spurs again, honestly. Uh, Lucas Moura, just Lucas Moura, innit? You know? Um, I think often, you know, with him, I think he, he kind of, he provokes a, a massive reaction from a lot of people who sort of want to make out like he's the worst thing going. I, I don't think he is. I think, it, it's it's not on 
getting annoyed with Lucas Moura for being Lucas Moura, I don't, I don't really see the point of it. It's kind of like, you know, be annoyed with the coaching staff for playing him. You, as I was saying on the top, you know exactly what he's going to be. He's going to be the player that fucks things up. He doesn't really play to any sort of rhythm or system or anything like that. He just picks up the ball and runs about with it um, and tries his best to make something happen with it and usually doesn't make anything happen from anything. And that's why it's frustrating. But he is a handful for opposition players and that's what he was tonight for most of the game. Um, the bigger question for me is why he's starting over Dan Juma. I don't buy the... Well, oh, Dan Juma's got to have time to settle. He's got a, He's a half-season loan, let's be real. Dan Juma's a half-season loan. How long How long does he have to settle? You know? If you're signing a player like him, you're signing a kind of a, a player like Dan Juma, who, let's be honest, I, I think we were all on the understanding, like, that he was going to be Lucas Moura's replacement, a younger version of Lucas Moura, basically, um, who's hopefully a bit better. You know what? We, we, we wait in months for him to learn automations or something, like... Why have you signed a player like him if you want him to play to some rigid system? Like you can watch a fucking YouTube compilation of Dan Juma and see what type of player he is. He's similar to Lucas Moura, this sort of chaos element. And to not play him in a game like tonight, what's the fucking point? It's it's just it's stuff like this that fucking is irritating me. There's bigger things about the club and the culture and the the ownership maybe, if it bleeds down from there's about us consistently not winning cups or whatever, I don't know. This moment, this kind of this granular instance of irritation is in this Conte kind of stewardship of the club where things just seem nonsensical, things don't seem to make sense. So this guy who's supposed to be this ardently pragmatic, world-class manager, what what the fuck is going on with this stuff, like with Dan Juma, you know? He's not ready. He's not like he's not gonna be fucking ready, is he? Really? But he's a half season loan. Like I know we've got an option to buy, but I can't. Can, can any of you see us buying Dan Juma for forty, fifty million pounds, whatever it is that our option is? It's something ridiculous like that, isn't it? Like it's a half season loan. It's a body. It's someone else, and we're starting Lucas Mora, who we were apparently trying to release to Fenerbahce last month what's the point what is going on it's just so confusing and this is with the stuff I keep going on about how it's hard to get behind this it's stuff like this what is it what is going on what are we watching what are we cheering we're cheering on Lucas Moura now are we Lucas Moura to bring us home the FA Cup like we haven't won a fucking cup in 15 years in 15 fucking years, and we're playing a, a guy who we were desperately trying to release on a free transfer to Fenerbahce or Besiktas. I can't remember. One of the two. Might have even Galatasaray. To Turkey. Just a month ago. And this, you know, exciting, dynamic young player that we've signed on loan with a potential option to, to buy in the Champions League team of the year last year, is just, again, just floating around, seemingly doing fuck all at the club. 
was fitting because now we'll talk about Richarlison, who's most of his Tottenham career has been that. But he started in that centre forward position, um, where I've I'd actually been sort of like really hoping that we would get a chance to see him in. Um, you know, being an option for Harry Kane and yeah, I mean he was he was appalling tonight. But I can't I can't I I really love him. You, you heard what I was saying like on the last podcast. He was appalling tonight. It was his opportunity to really kind of make an impression and he, he fumbled it, you know? He did. He fumbled it. Um, don't need to do a deep dive into it. Bad day at the office for him. Um, but hopefully he's got a glittering future at Tottenham. Um, it's a shame. It's a shame. Um, Sonny out on the left. I think he... I think he was trying his best, um, to be honest. I know he's. we've spoken at length about Sonny's season this year, um, he, how he's not had the best time of it. Yeah, he wasn't vintage Son today, but I thought he was one of the brighter players. He was trying to make stuff happen. Um, cut the ball inside, had a couple of shots, which is nice to see him doing again. Um, Fine, you know, it's all right. Skippy um, didn't really do much when he came on. I don't think, whatever, it's not really about him tonight. Harry Kane, look, yeah, I dug out Richarlison, but Kane didn't really offer much when he came on in that position either. Um, just our lack of creativity really tells in games like tonight when teams are defensively organised and dogged. That lack of a kind of yeah creative outlet to make something happen for Harry Kane or for Richarlison in this case really shows uh, Kulosevsky hardly had any time on the pitch did he so whatever it doesn't really matter um, yeah just fucking gutted to be honest um, really pissed really pissed off really gutted um, yeah not much more to say other than that see you later Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.